The Munster Football Show is brought to you by the Munster Booster Clubs, Romer's Restaurant, and the Munster Chamber of Commerce. Romer's Restaurant located at 217 East Division Street on Highway 82 right there in Munster. You can give them a call at 940-759-2973. You can find them on Facebook. Just type in Romer's Restaurant. We want to thank Munster Chamber of Commerce for being a sponsor uh, on our Sideline to Sideline show the last few years as we've been able and, and had a blast advertising Oktoberfest. Uh, Grant Goodwin, my co-host, he actually got to go out this year. Somehow, it's not even been it's not been planned this way, but we've we've kind of alternated who goes out there the last couple of years. Uh, I wanted to go out there this year, but. I had a prior commitment, so Grant went out there, and he had a blast, as he always does. And so we thank Munster Chamber of Commerce for being a sponsor. Then, but they're still a sponsor of this show for the rest of the season, uh, so you can always go check them out online at MunsterChamber.com. And we might be having a little bit more advertising in the uh, spring during our realignment shows. Stay tuned for that, but thanks to Munster Chamber for being a sponsor. The Hornets pull off the upset. They've got another one planned for this week. Hello, everybody. Terry Bennett here on the Munster Football Show, brought to you by the Munster Booster Club and Romer's Restaurant. As the Hornets beat Wink 42-14, to outside of that special teams uh, giving up the big kickoff, uh, Munster was able to jump up 13 to nothing. And when you play a team that has struggled throwing the ball compared to where they were last year, uh, that's what you want to do. And, and Munster, you know, coach will talk about it. Uh, bend, but don't break defense at times. Uh, able to get turnovers. And that offense just quietly getting better each and every week. But we all know what's next. It's the Albany Lions. Uh, right now, they're the Goliath of the block. Of course, one state last year. This year, they're 12-0. and uh, Might be even better defensively than they were last year. And they were really darn good last year defensively. Uh, this year, I mean, they haven't given up a point since they played Roscoe back in October 20th. And of course, Roscoe is still playing. They're in fact playing Collinsville this week. Um, you know, and, and on the year playing good teams like Holly and holding them to 14 Comanche, uh, a 318 that's still playing this week. And they'll be playing uh, gunner holding them to 13 again, holding Roscoe to seven. You know, th- th- it's a tall order, but you know, it's kind of what Munster does. I'm just kind of known for pulling off the upset when you least expect it. And I do think that once again, playing a team that where one guy gets a, a huge chunk of their offense, I, I think that that does play into Munster's uh, hands pretty good. And I, and I do think that that can, that can lead to an upset. As always, we're going to be talking to the head coach, Brady Carney. In fact, we're going to do that when we come back. Right here on the Munster Football Show on S2S Sports, part of L4 Media. Is your demanding work lifestyle in need of fire-resistant clothing that can keep up? Well, L4FR clothing should be your go-to for quality, affordability, safety, and style. L4FR was founded by a third-generation oil field worker who is also a veteran. Thus, this company has a deep appreciation for reliability and longevity, all while we provide first-rate customer service. Our durable apparel will serve you well for many years to come, whether you're working on a pipeline, a lineman climbing utility poles, or in any other environment requiring fire-resistant apparel. L4FR has you covered. Our apparel is tough enough to resist hazardous conditions while still providing high comfort and style. 
L4FR provides clothing options to ensure your safety and comfort, whether you're on the job or not. To view our complete inventory of flame-resistant garments, please visit our online store at L4FRclothing.com or give us a call at 817-757-4935. See habla espanol. Everybody back here on the Munster Football Show. Now joined by the head coach of the Hornets, Coach Brady Carney. And Coach, you pull off the upset. You beat Wink 42-14. to 14. We talked about it last week. You specifically said y'all needed to jump out on them early. Y'all were able to do that. What were your thoughts on the game? Man, I, you know, we, first off, to open the game up, we gave up a kick return. That's yep. way too long. They got the ball like down at the 35-yard line. But our defense stepped up. And, and, and stopped them. We got the ball back, and, and I think we went and scored on that first possession. Uh, but, no, we uh, <clears throat> came out. We bent a little bit here and there. We gave up a few long runs and stuff, but, man, we never broke. And our kids played, played really tough defensively. I thought we did once again. I thought we did an outstanding job. Offensively, we're starting to click, and, and we made some things happen on some busted plays that, that we've been doing the last few weeks. And, this time of the year, you need that kind of stuff to happen, and it happened to us the other night. And we were able to have a huge third quarter, and they kind of laid down on us there towards the end, and we finished it off. But overall, I thought our kids played extremely hard, and and uh, I think they've been playing hard all season. Uh, we're just finally starting to click a little bit on offense and continue to play really tough on defense. And and the turnovers are huge. We we forced four turnovers, had three picks, a fumble recovery, should have had one more fumble recovery, and somehow we didn't get it. I don't understand how we didn't yet, but. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we had six guys around the football. They had one, and he came away with it. So, uh, like I said, defensively played an outstanding game once again. Uh, forced a lot of turnovers, and we didn't turn it over on offense. Well, and and, and the turnovers—that's that thing you can never, you, you can never, you know, as when you're trying to look and decide who's going to win a game, you can never know how it's going to work. But watching yeah. some of the film, Wink had some good plays, and, and you talk about that opening kickoff and, and that running game at times got on y'all's edge, but y'all were able to, as you say, bend but not break. And, and I, I always say that's that's defense nowadays. It's not about going out and only giving up 30 yards a game. It's about controlling third down and getting turnovers and you're usually going to win a game. Yeah, and, and we did that the other night. I thought our kids did a really good job of that. And, um, you know, we knew, kind of like playing Celeste, if those guys are putting in the air, it's a good thing for us because that's not what either team does. You know, Celeste is a, is a ground and pound team and so is McKamey. And when they were throwing the football, we knew we were in a good way. And, and like I said, we came away with three picks. Uh, you know, Brody Tyler had one, Connor Silman, I think had two, uh, or maybe he had a fumble recovery. I can't remember, but anyway, it was a, it was a really good night on the defensive side. Well, your, your reward for winning that game is you get to see a, a foe that you're familiar with. Albany, of course, state defending state champs, haven't given up a point since October. Uh, you've seen them before. Y'all played them last year. What do you see when you when you see the film? Man, I see the same thing I always see in, that, in Coach Faith and his staff, who who they stay really consistent with their staff, which helps, in my opinion, uh, do a tremendous job coaching their kids. Uh, they have a ton of talent, which they always have. Uh, and, and, man, they play really, really good defense, and, and that's what you see this year. Defensively, to me, they're just as strong as they have been. Offensively, they made it. They may have taken a step back, and the only reason I say that is they don't have three dudes in the backfield yeah. like they did last year that, 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 are, that were really special, and I'm not taking anything away from 40 or 4. Or any of those guys are number 12 quarterback. I'm just saying it's not Chapman and it's not Lefevre back there with, 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 with Adam Hill. Uh, 
so offensively, I don't think they're quite as explosive as what they have been, but defensively they're still just as strong as they've ever been. Well, and, you know, that's the one thing that you and I have talked about, and you keep bringing it up, and, and just like last week, you were right when when y'all play a team that that has a stud and a lot of other good players, y'all tend to play them well defensively. We do, you know, and, and I think that goes back to who we've played this year. Yep. Uh, you know, start with Bells. Not that they had one in particular kid, but what they did was run the football, and I thought we played them tough. You go to Paradise and the Iglesias kid at the quarterback position, he's a stud too. And and he got his that night, but it took him 22, 25 carries. And and the same thing with Pottsboro and, and Major and those guys, McBride. Uh, he got he got his four touchdowns and his 200 yards, but it took him 33 attempts, you know. And, and the thing with those guys is they played one way. Uh, Adam plays both sides of the football. And for him to carry the ball, if he needs to carry 25 to 30 times, that's got to affect him on the other side of the ball, you know. Um, so if they lean on him as heavy as I hope they have to, I hope it affects him on the other side too, and it affects all of them, you know. And I'm not saying that to be negative, but, you know, that's a different animal when, when you got to play both sides and you got to play 120, 130 snaps. Where Major and those guys, they play 40 or 50. You know, Iglesias plays 40 or 50, and that's it. So, um, yeah, man, we've played some good teams, played some good players, and, and that's the same thing we're seeing this week. So hopefully we take what we've learned from those games and carry it over to this one and continue to play tough uh, on the defensive side. And offensively, we're making some things happen. Uh, Kaysen and Nolan are running the football well behind an offensive line that's just continued to get better. Uh, we've got Garrett Hess back, who's a tremendous blocker, tight end, a good pass catcher, and Dawson Both, who's our go-to wide receiver, has really stepped it up the last three or four games and really been that guy for us outside. So we're doing some good things. Uh, Caden Clement's another one i got to talk about. Just improved all year as a wingback and a tight end for us. Uh, doing a tremendous job up front, making some things happen as far as creating holes and stuff for Casey and Nolan. So, man, we're playing our best football. I said it last week and playing a good team, but we've played good teams. So I think our kids are, are going are gonna to put a fight up for sure. What's it mean for you? And, you know, it's it's special for every program, but for you personally, what's it mean to be playing football and practicing on Thanksgiving morning? Well, that's what I told the kids. To me, that's in the state of Texas, if you're playing football on Thanksgiving, you've got a good team, you've got good kids that have, have done their job all year. And, and for us to get back here, which we've, we've been here a lot the last 14 years, and we missed that opportunity last year. And to get back here, I feel like it's just a step in the right direction for our program you know, tradition-wise, to get back to that point. And, and we're here, and, and but we're not satisfied. You know, I think every team's goal is to play in, in December, uh, and that's a, that's these guys' goal as well. But getting to Thanksgiving, man, that, in the state of Texas, to me, that means something as far as your program and your football team. And, and to get back here, it means a lot for us. And what will y'all do on Thanksgiving as a, as a program? What's your, your routine tomorrow? So it's not we we practice at nine. We'll try to be done by ten thirty, so the kids can get to their families and eat and be with those guys. Uh, and then we'll come back up on Friday morning at eight, eat breakfast and so forth. But tomorrow it's not too long. We don't we don't hang around with each other too much. Our kids got families they need to be a part of, so they go do that and and uh, hopefully not eat too much and be ready to go Friday morning when we eat breakfast and get on that bus for that trip to Weatherford. Here at L4 Media, we talk high school football, 4A, 3A, and 2A in Texas. We talk East Texas sports. We talk NFL, guy talk, movie, and booze. We also talk wrestling and so much more. And you can see it all on our YouTube channel at L4 Media Company. Like and subscribe.
As always, I want to thank Coach Carney for joining, especially this week. I love this week. It's my favorite week when it comes to football. Um, you got the, you know, Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving football, Dallas Cowboy fans, so watch that. They've added that third game on uh, Thanksgiving night, which is usually a fun one. It'll be a fun one this year with San, uh, San Francisco versus Seattle. Then you got the big college stuff, Texas versus Texas Tech. That's a big game. All, well, all the Big 12 games, it seems like it seems like there's a scenario for every team that if they do something, it will affect the Big 12 race. That's fun. Michigan-Ohio State's fun. And, of course, you've got the high school playoffs. Um, and, and it's my favorite part of the year. But one of the harder parts is when you have these coaches' shows, we, we have a schedule. Uh, and that, that schedule gets can get kind of broken up on this week because of not being in school and then allows them to change when they're doing practices and stuff. And so appreciate him and the other coaches that I interviewed for this week. We, we've got four schools that are still playing. Uh, I appreciate them taking the time, and I always enjoy talking to Coach about Munster and we talk about other teams and just – you know, shoot the shoot the win there for a little bit, and then we we do our show. So I appreciate him taking the time. And yes, this is going to be this is this is a, a hill to climb. No pun intended. I kind of chuckled myself. I said that to him off the air when we were talking. And you know, Adam Hill's their big player. Uh, but th but this is this is a big mountain to climb. But it doesn't mean it can't be done. And, and me and him were talking about that. And, and I told him I, I was talking to a couple of other coaches about uh you know this game to a coaches and and more than one brought up the point that coach carney and munster tends to do that they tend to pull that upset off and i think you know you look at where the hornets are this year from the beginning of the year to now it's a completely different team now they haven't beat everybody 60 to nothing but you can also make the case that that helps the team. If this game gets into it and it's a one possession game in the third quarter, we know Munster's not going to blink. Munster's been there before. Albany hasn't this year. And that's good on them, by the way. They've had one game that was truly, truly competitive, and that was the first game against Lubbock Trinity Christian. That was a one point win. Holly stayed around with them for a while. Comanche kind of stayed with them around for a while. But since then, it's been one shutout, two shutout, three shutout, four, five, six shutouts, and again, giving up seven points to Roscoe. So it, there, there are advantages to being that good. One of the very, very few disadvantages is, you know, how will that team respond in a game if it's in the third quarter of an elimination game? How will they respond? How will they act? So it's going to be an interesting game to see. Now, if Munster loses... We will not have a show next week, but we will have a wrap-up show. We'll do the week between state championship and Christmas. If Munster wins, of course, we'll be back next week. So let's just plan on being back next week. If you're going for the game to Weatherford, be safe. That's a great stadium. Um, if you're going to travel for Thanksgiving and or both, please be safe. Remember, win or lose, this is just a sport. It's for fun. And let's plan on meeting back here next week right here on the Munster Football Show.